So are you going to be doing different tasks when you make the switch? Yes, absolutely. But can you learn tasks quickly? Many of us can. And having a really solid foundation to build on, it's been, I know, so helpful for me. And I know that it wasn't wasted time because we can bring what we love from our past career and keep that. And then we can leave behind what's no longer serving us. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about the experience we had before becoming entrepreneurs and how that translated well into the careers that we are in now. The hope is in this episode, you find possibility When we embarked on this journey of pursuing her purpose, we realized that one thing many women are getting stumped on is how the skills they've acquired at their job, whether it happens to be in corporate America, healthcare, teaching, whatever it is, how those skills they've acquired can translate into a career of owning their own business or working for a small business. So we thought we'd spend an entire episode talking about this, diving in and getting super tangible. Yes. And I want to get us started because this whole idea on leaving my skill set behind, this skill set that I'd worked so hard to acquire, it was huge for me. It was a really big objection that kept coming up and it prevented me from moving forward. I still get stuck. Like nobody's perfect. I definitely still get stuck on a few very specific things, especially things with technology, things with like legal items. They just make me nervous. But now I'm able to do a much better job of moving forward instead of throwing in the towel immediately and not even trying. But you guys, I also know the feeling well. Like I just left less than a year ago from corporate America. So what many of you as our listeners may be feeling right now, I get it. Like it is hard as you make that transition. So a little bit of a backstory. I was in corporate America in a sales role for about 13 years and I was good at my job. Statistically with the sales and the activity, it was all there. And I also knew what was expected of me. I knew what to do. And I mean, that's safe, you guys. Like, you know how the feeling of control is for people like me and having safety and security and knowing what to do. You don't always get that in the world of entrepreneurship. But as you know by now, Before I took the full leap to make it full time, Amy and I were doing herself on the side. And I want to come beside you here because I was in the same position that you may be in right now. Just not really understanding exactly how my skills that I had learned would transfer to this new role. And I remember, Amy, you said this. You're like, Abby, sales are sales. Like, I need the saleswoman to come back out. Like, stop acting like you don't know what to do. I remember that so well. It was like, I just felt like you were so disempowered in the transition. And I was like, Abby, 
I know you're good at this. And our relationship with herself, it was almost like I was Abby's boss. And what I really wanted was a co-founder, a co-pilot. Like I didn't want to tell her how to do everything because I don't, I didn't know either. <laughs> I had some experience. So I'm really hoping from Abby's story, you guys can see she's about to tell you how those sales skills did transfer. That's a really good way of saying it, Amy, of like you felt like my boss because in the world of entrepreneurship, you had so much more experience than me. So I was looking up to you with like, how do we do this entrepreneur thing? How do we do this Instagram thing? How do we do these other parts of it? But you're like, Abby, you have the sales background. Like, bring that person to the table. Like, where yeah, does she yeah, go? Bring that. <laughs> well, and the funny thing about entrepreneurship too is when you're on the outside, you think that they have it figured out. But a lot of it is just having the resiliency and the gumption to just go figure it out. Because I'll be honest, most of us don't know what we're doing. I mean, we do, but we don't. There's so many things that we're just learning on the fly too. And I think that's just a perception that if you step into that and release that you think that everyone knows what they're doing, it makes it a lot easier to just step up to the plate. And that's the thing too. It she really felt that way. But I was like, yeah, I've been doing it for at that time, about three years, but exactly one business. So I had to file an LLC one time. <laughs> you <Yeah>. don't, it's <laughs> not like you're repetitive. Like, you know, the skills you just figure it out. And when you enjoy learning, it makes it so much easier. And so many of our audience, like you guys like learning, you guys like growing. So just capture that part of the skill set and bring it in. But clearly I wasn't seeing how my skills transferred. And now I definitely can see it just much more clearly. So let's break down a few of these. And I'm going to call them lies because I was definitely telling myself a lot of lies during this transition. They kept on coming up for me and you might be able to resonate with a few of these as well. So in corporate America, one of my job responsibilities was selling one-on-one. -on -one. I was selling in person and it was usually like at least a 60 minute presentation. So really long presentations in person, talking to individuals and then with herself and now with pursuing her purpose and with the affiliate marketing, I'm selling to a phone. You guys, I'm, I'm looking at a phone and selling and I have to do it within like 15, 30, maybe 60 seconds. I'm like, how do I do this? I'm used to these long-winded responses, these long-winded conversations and a conversation, like back and forth, actually having a conversation. And I didn't get that out of it. So at first I was like, nope, can't do it. Okay, Amy, this is what I think we should say. And she's like, no, bring this out. Let's walk through this. Let's figure this out. And as Amy said before, like sales are sales. And just like in corporate America, I had to focus on the why and not the what. And this is actually a really good lesson for all of you listening as you step into your offers because sales are sales and your sales are very important. And Simon Sinek boldly states, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So I was able to rattle off the why with my corporate job in my sleep. Like I had that down pat, but I remember looking at my first few affiliate sales and wanting to go crazy on the details because that is what's comfortable. So let's go into an example of this of, I mean, we use our purposeful week planners, for instance. So many beginners in sales will start with the what because it's obvious and it's comfortable. So this is exactly what I was doing at the start of selling for my own businesses. And you guys, it just doesn't work. So for instance, on our planners, the what would be, you know, our purposeful week planners, they include 57 pages of high quality paper. There's habits, priorities, reminders. It's a Monday through Friday look at your week and it's available on our website. 
So are you getting a good idea of what it is? Yes, of course. Like, you know exactly what our planner is, but do you want to buy it? I mean, maybe if you've seen it and if you've gotten used to like how we use it, it may sell for some people, but if you focus on the why behind it, it makes you feel like the value is there. So if we look at the why with this planner, it could be something like it's a weekly glance to help you prioritize the things that are most important to you so that they don't fall through the cracks. This planner, it gives you the ability to feel more in control and less overwhelmed by the daily tasks that you have as a wife, as a mother, as a business owner. And it's important to prioritize you because your habits matter and they will lead to success in all the titles that you love. So good. And that even reminds me of what Kate Dramus was saying in our episode with her, where it's like, don't talk about the features, talk about the transformation. So it's like selling can just be in so many different formats. It is. And it just, it feels better. The features are one thing, but the why behind it, it just feels better. And it gives you the purpose behind the offer instead of just all the details that are easy for anybody to see. So I learned this differentiator in my sales role in corporate America. And once I brought it to my own businesses, I felt way more comfortable and the offers, the revenue, like that all proved it as well. So little sales 101 for you guys as you head into this episode right now. Another thing I wanted to bring up was just the differences in how the entrepreneurial world can sometimes feel lonely if you're used to being a teacher or a nurse or being around a bunch of employees. And you're talking to people a lot. There's a lot of conversations. I brought that up at the beginning. But instead of the questions coming in in the form of phone calls and emails, which may be what you're used to right now, in the entrepreneurial world, they may come in as DMs or as you know conversations that come in from stories on Instagram, maybe some emails as well. And one thing about me, and I know a lot of people listening can resonate with this as well, is that talking and conversation, that comes way easier to me than writing. So in my corporate job, I was able to hit a hundred sales calls a week. So talking to people, like that's a skill that I definitely perfected in all of those years. And at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I just wasn't getting that. It was so much on my phone. It was so much responding in short text messages, pretty much. And it just didn't feel comfortable. But then I figured out what will make me feel comfortable. So one thing that I pulled in is answering DMs with a voice message. So a few of you, especially those of you who are in purposeful business asking really big, bold questions, I'll answer in a 60 second voice message. Not only is it more comfortable for me, it's actually easier for me, but it also gives just this nice special touch to you as the recipient. And it gives a sense of connection. And I felt like I was missing that sense of connection as a beginning entrepreneur. And now I feel like I have that because we have these little one-off conversations every once in a while. This was also a big reason that we opened up those enrollment calls. So Kat and I, we did some enrollment calls as part of Purposeful Business. And I looked forward to these calls so much. I remember Kat and I, like before the phone calls, we were talking to each other, like, I can't wait to talk to you know this person. I can't wait to talk to this person. Because it's a way that you can feel how the person is feeling. In a quick DM, you can't always do that. But when you're talking to somebody over Zoom, you can see where their objections are. You can see the questions that they have. You can see where their hesitations are. And we were really able to get a good look on if someone just simply wasn't the right fit or if it was their mindset that was holding them back. So again, this is just another big idea on bringing in what you've already learned in the job that you have now and making your world of entrepreneurship feel more comfortable to you. It is definitely a transition, but it's also something that you can do if you put your mind to it. 
And then as a last piece here, you guys, the coolest sales related upgrade that we now see and that I now feel every day of my life with herself and with PHP is that we only partner with companies that we love. We're able to be picky. And that means that the partnership, the sales, they feel so good. I'm motivated now to put my skill set to work. In my corporate job, it was usually selling something that I had to sell. It was selling something that I believed in mostly, but there was pieces of it that I you know, was always a little bit wavery on. But now it's like we can say no to the things that we don't want to have part of our life. We can say yes, we can upgrade. It's just been such a good experience to be able to switch that and now have that be a part of our life. Okay. And Kat, I know that you run a sales agency, but it wasn't always that way. So go into some details on your story as well. Yeah. As many of you might know by now, I was a dietitian to start my career. And now, as Abby said, I also run a sales agency along with pursuing her purpose. But a huge part of this realization of seeing how our skills translate was for me understanding that you're always selling. It can just be in different formats. So when I even bring myself all the way back to graduating college and applying for my dietetic internship, which is a year-long program that you have to do before becoming a dietitian, they're very competitive. Like I went to a big 10 university and of my graduating class, there were only three of us who matched, which means all the other people who went and got a four-year degree in nutrition were not going to become dietitians or would have to find a different career path or, or apply again. And so when I was applying, knowing that they were so competitive, I had to actively think of the objections that the person looking at my application would have about my experience. Because I'll be honest, I wasn't a 4.0 student. I mean, I didn't have like bad grades, but I wasn't like the shining star in my class. But you know, looking at my application, I just had to think about ways that I could enhance it, that I could see where their questions might be and where I could answer those questions ahead of time before they would even come up. And we use that same framework in my company, The Yes & Co, which is my sales agency. And it's the same thing that we do in pursuing her purpose. We have to think about what people's objections are going into it and then how we can overcome them through our messaging, through our copy, how we position our offers. And that is the art of sales. It's getting someone to see possibility over a current circumstance that they might be in. And there's so many points in my past where I have seen myself implement this and it continues to pay off in these new ventures. So even this very episode, this is meta, but this very episode is to help you negate your own objections on why your experiences in corporate or your college degree or whatever that is why they actually do translate into pursuing your purpose and they do translate into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And as many of you know, I was a nurse before I started expecting and empowered. And eventually I left nursing to do expecting and empowered along with herself. I know sometimes nurses can think that their skills aren't transferable to any other careers or entrepreneurships, but I'm really hoping that I can paint some possibility for you here. When I was a nurse, one of my top skills is what we refer to as bedside manner. So I could read my patients, what they wanted, what they feared, how they were feeling as good as any other nurse. Most patients really loved having me as their nurse and I loved having them as my patient. 
I was listening to a podcast recently and the investor asked, what's your unfair advantage? In other words, what sets you apart from other people that are trying to do what you do? My unfair advantage is the ability to be able to read and connect with people. So in expecting and empowered herself and now pursuing her purpose, understanding customers, being empathetic to them, understanding what they need, how they want to be talked to, what they fear, that's a huge advantage. And those six plus years that I spent in the nursing profession, reading people was a huge part of my job. And that has now paid dividends to me and all of my brands. Yes, Amy. And I can attest that you are so good at that. Like I even feel like you're able to check in with how Abby and I are feeling. And like, sometimes you might even recognize it before we even recognize it. And it definitely is your unfair advantage. And to expand upon that in episode nine, where we talked with my friend, Colleen, we talked about how some of the most underrated skills there are out there. And now are some of the most sought out skills by companies are soft skills, how they are arguably the most important skills in the workplace. And these are skills like empathy, innovation, and collaboration. The joys of working on a team for myself before stepping into entrepreneurship, it gave me the opportunity to practice all of these skills. This looks like connecting with my coworkers and being the one to help move a project forward to reach that common goal that we have. And what I've realized now is that the only difference in entrepreneurship is you're the one setting the vision. It still takes the same amount of energy and connection to make that happen and to move a vision forward. And another thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about translating our skills was as a dietitian, a huge piece of my job was getting someone to understand why change is needed. And a large part of that comes with being able to educate. And now as an entrepreneur, education is really the pillar of what we do here at Pursuing Her Purpose. And I was able to craft and perfect that skill in a clinical setting. And it truly translates to this business model. Yeah. Educating our patients was such an enormous part of my job as a nurse. And I also wanted to mention during this part that our only employee right now is a teacher. So she's a teacher and she wants something new and she has been invaluable to our team. Although she didn't have online business experience with good instructions and training from us, she's able to do anything that we ask of her and quickly becomes proficient at it. I know if you went to college for something and then you had an internship and you've been doing the profession your whole working life, it feels like that's all you know but that's simply not true. You can learn anything that you need to know. And because of businesses like ours, you're able to learn faster than you might think. I don't think there has ever been an easier time to start a business. And I say that because there are so many teachers out there, but there's also so many tools like Canva Mm -hmm. can start your business. I'm (laughs) telling you. Yeah. I mean, you could run a business from your phone. It might be a little trickier, but there's a lot of people out there that run successful businesses just on their cell phones. Now, when we were talking about this, I was thinking about my grandpa who was a college professor. And I remember having this conversation with him one time and you would think as an educator, he would really, you know, revere the college degree and the environment. And one time he told me, Kat, the only thing that your college degree means is that you're trainable. 
And my mind was like blown because I think sometimes we think our college degrees mean something about us. It's our identity, or we feel so pigeonholed based on what we decided to do when we were 18 years old and go, you know, to school. But what if you looked at your experience or even your past job as this broader thing? Like my grandpa looked at it, you know, like in Amy's example, I was a nurse, which means I'm amazing at thinking on my feet, connecting with others, solving problems, seeing the unspoken nonverbal cues that someone is giving me, working on a team versus just saying something like, I can only work in a hospital. There's a big difference there of seeing those broader skill sets. Yes, absolutely. And the whole point of this episode, it's really to help you feel empowered in those skills that you've worked really hard to develop. And we know that our careers prior to this have absolutely helped us do this. And Amy, I like what you brought up earlier with that unfair advantage. Like just thinking about the unfair advantage, I really like how that part was worded because we many times learn those skills because of the experience that we had in our previous jobs. And will we be doing the exact same things? No. But can they help build what we can build with our life and entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So if you're asking yourself, will I be wasting all this time, all these skills that I've learned in my job? We really want you to think again. So when I think about my unfair advantages, these are a few more to consider that you may have not even have thought of. For starters, time blocking. So if you're a person who has a lot of meetings, has to pair that with solo work time, you've gotten good at time blocking without even knowing it. You have something on your schedule, it's 30 minutes, it's 60 minutes, you know that you have to have this and this done prior to that meeting. The time management component of being in corporate America, being a nurse, being a teacher, being in the career that you are in right now, time management is something that not all entrepreneurs start their jobs off with right away. Like that is a skill that you have to learn. And a lot of the jobs that we've had previously can help you do that. Also, just going further into that meeting deadlines, like even being able to work ahead of time. That's something that I feel I have definitely mastered is working ahead of time to not feel stressed. I mean, as you guys know, kids are getting sick left and right. We had an ice day a few weeks ago. Having those things pop up last minute is very, very stressful. But in corporate America, one of the things that I definitely learned was, okay, guys, anything can happen at any time. This client might need something right away. And even if the deadline is a few weeks out, bringing those types of skills into entrepreneurship, you guys, that's gold. And then finally, CRMs, and that's the customer relationship management tools. So I never even knew what that stood for, to be honest. <laughs> like CRMs. And it's something like Salesforce or HubSpot. And people who like use those, they're like, yes, that's how I do my entire work. Like that's, that's oh literally God, my I schedule. I love it. I love Salesforce. <laughs> and I did. Oh, you guys, I loved Salesforce. And the fact that we couldn't use Salesforce in the world of entrepreneurship, I'm like, how am I going to get all my tasks figured out? And then Kat brought in Asana. And now we're using Voxer. So instead of Slack and HubSpot, Slack and Salesforce, we use Asana and Voxer. And it's pretty much like the entrepreneur way of keeping things in check and feeling like you have your life pulled together. So being able to use that CRM and get really good at it is now just instantly pulling over. It feels so good, you guys, to check off those tasks, not only on our physical planners, but then also being able to see like for weeks and months of the things that we have up ahead with the course, with interviews coming up, with future endeavors, you can put that all into these systems. And you probably noticed that my voice is like going a lot faster now. I get really excited talking about systems like this. 
And I just think it's been advantageous for me to come out of corporate America because there is this professionalism that I've learned over the last 13 years. So herself and pursuing her purpose, they are very approachable brands. We want to make them approachable. And at the same time, they're extremely professional. So we deliver what we say we're going to deliver. And you guys working in the small business influencer industry, I can tell you this is not the industry standard. This is not what every company delivers. And it makes us really proud that our brands are reliable and that other brands keep on coming back for more. So are you going to be doing different tasks when you make the switch? Yes, absolutely. But can you learn tasks quickly? Many of us can. And having a really solid foundation to build on, it's been, I know, so helpful for me. And I know that it wasn't wasted time because we can bring what we love from our past career and keep that. And then we can leave behind what's no longer serving us. I think something really powerful that you could do this week is to journal or reflect on what is your unfair advantage that you have experience on and how that could translate and really put some time and energy into thinking about that. I know we have a lot of teachers in our audience and we were even just talking about Sarah who works on our team. When I think about teaching, I even think no better profession than managing 30 tiny humans. I mean, in most corporate settings, you would not even have a team that big of 30 people and how that really translates into leadership experience. And you can use all of those skills, whether it's something you want to step into entrepreneurship or like Amy was saying at the beginning, that could translate into being an employee in a small business. The point of this episode is don't feel stuck. I'm going to add a little bit of tough love right here. Don't play dumb. You guys can figure it out and definitely don't play small. You can learn anything you need to know and plenty of your skills transfer from whatever you are doing right now. So we want you to feel empowered in those. Realize that every entrepreneur was new once and we all just had to figure it out as well. We're here to help you do that. And we hope that this episode was helpful if you're feeling called to do something new or something more aligned with your purpose. After all, this is our one beautiful shot at this thing called life. <laughs>